Hallelujah, gods. Just wait for somebody to give it to him. Let him take care of it. Hallelujah, let him work on it. Hallelujah, the sun's coming up in the morning. It may be dark right now, but I promise you the sun's coming up. Hallelujah. It won't always be dark. It won't always be nighttime. It won't always be a stormy season. Hallelujah, the sun's going to come up again. Hallelujah. You know the good thing about that? If you really just stop and think about it, the sun never did quit shining. It was just obstructed from view for just a little while. Hallelujah. And I'm telling you, I'm looking forward to what God's doing and what he is going to do in this place. You can be seated for just a few moments. I, I, I was thinking a while ago as this brother was testifying or exhorting and uh, talking about the little Chinese guy talking about the God of this book that we preach. And um, I read a story being homeschooling like we do. Um, Sister Tanner does most of, the, most of the schooling with our son, but I, I do, I enjoy history, and that's all I do with him. <clears throat> I, I used to enjoy math, but that was back years ago. Hallelujah, and this new stuff, I don't understand it, so I don't even try to. Hallelujah, they've changed so much of that stuff since I was in school, I don't even try to comprehend it. I just let them do that, but I do enjoy doing the history, and um, me and him was studying here, oh, it's been some weeks ago now, um, a little while back, and we was studying about the pioneers and uh, the trek west the, of our patriarchs west, and I, this is not part of my message tonight, I just feel this in my spirit, and I, I want to leave this little story with you that I read in his history, and it, it, it got a hold of me so much that I, I went that day after we got through with history, I went to the church and was praying, and I could not get away from the words I read in the history book. And it bothered me, and it still bothers me. When I think about it, I, was, uh, I, I normally don't write things in my notebooks where I keep messages and stuff like that and, um, because I misplace it because I've got so many notebooks. I've got, I don't know, probably 25 notebooks over there in my uh, in the vantage quarters in my briefcase. I've got messages in them, and I write things down, and I misplace it. And I, but I wrote it down in this particular notebook that I'm, I'm working on right now. And I began to think about it, and I want to leave this little story with you. In the autumn of 1832, four Indian chiefs representing the Flathead and Nez Perce tribes arrived in St. Louis, Missouri. They had come on a long journey of more than 3,000 miles from their home in the Oregon country because a white man had witnessed to their, their tribes about a book from heaven that told of the, the, the one true God. Now we're talking almost, well, you know, almost 200 years ago. Not quite, but almost. And their tribes had held a council, or a council fire, and chosen these four men to go east and find the book. The Indians came to see the superintendent of Indian affairs, the famous explorer William Clark of the Lewis and Clark expedition. 
And he told them what he knew about the Bible. Now you listen to this. And then he took them on a tour of St. Louis, thinking that this would impress them. But the Indians only wanted the book and a preacher to explain it. He took them and showed them the worldly things. They were searching for spiritual things. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you, Indians, if you don't know it tonight, I'm married to one. Or she's part Indian anyhow. Her grandmother is full blood, 100%, full-blown Choctaw Indian. And uh, there is no question. You look at her, you know she's an Indian. And so, you know, but just in the 25 years that I have been around and been associated with Indians, I don't go to very many of their family reunions because I told them, I said, I got a prize scalp. Hallelujah. I said, I ain't none of them got no bald-headed preacher scalp. And I said, I just, so I don't go to very many of their, uh, their little powwows, I call it. But the ones I have been there, there's, I'm telling you, they're, they're talking in a language I don't understand. And um, I'm from Louisiana, and it's almost like going down south Louisiana and listening to all them Cajuns talk. I don't understand that one either. And I was born in Louisiana. But the Indians are very superstitious. I mean, very superstitious. But they still got sense enough to know of the real God. Hallelujah. They may call him by a different name than what we call him by, but they know there's only one God. And these Indian men in this history lesson came looking for the book from heaven. And they got a tour of St. Louis. And all they wanted was a preacher to tell them about the book. But you get the rest of this. The Indians came to see the superintendent. And I've read that of, of all that. Let me go on down. He told them what he knew about the Bible. And then he took them on a tour of St. Louis. Thinking that this would impress them. But the Indians only wanted the book and a preacher to explain it. Before long, two of the Indians died of an illness to which they had no natural immunity. And when the time came for the two remaining Indians to return home, General Clark honored them with an elaborate banquet where one of the Indians stood and said, this is quote, My people sent me to get the white man's book from heaven. You took me where you allow, now you listen to this, you took me where you allow your women to dance as we do not ours. Hallelujah. Indians don't know nothing about this truth. But they said, you took us and showed us things we don't allow our women to do. And the book was not there. You took me where the worship or where they worship the great spirit with candles. Talking about the Roman Catholic Church. I don't know, it probably wasn't, it couldn't have been the Vatican, but it was something in resemblance to that. We know the hoopla that's going on about the new pope. But he said, you took me and showed me the place where they worship the great spirit with candles. And the book was not there. You showed me the images of good spirits and pictures, the good land beyond. But the book was not among them. 
I am going back the long, sad tra uh, trail to my people of the dark land. You make my feet heavy with burdens of gifts. My moccasins will grow old in carrying them, but the book is not among them. And when I tell my poor blind people, after one more snow in the great in the big council, that I do not bring the book, no word will be spoken by our old men or our young braves. But one by one, they will rise up and go out in silence. And my people will die in darkness, and they will go on the long path to the other, other hunting grounds. No white man will go with them, and no white man's book to make the way plain. And he looked at that congregation, that group of people, whatever you want to call it. And he said, I have no more words. And he turned and walked out of that big elaborate banquet and walked away. Not knowing what this book held in it. Not knowing the very thing that this elder was talking about tonight. And Brother Marks was talking about in his testimony. Not knowing the one God. That can save us from all sin. Hallelujah. I'm here to tell you tonight. We have heard enough preaching. Through the course of history. We've heard enough preaching around here in the last little while. Just the last few nights. To save the world over. But I wonder how many tonight. Have never heard this great book preached. I wonder how many tonight have never heard about this great God that we serve. It breaks my heart when I see young people, kids, little ones that look at you and say, I've never heard of Jesus. I've never heard the story of Jesus. I've never heard the story of any of the patriarchs of old. I've never heard of the miracles. I've never seen the miracles. Church, I'm going to tell you, when I read that in my son's history book, it stirred me. I already purposed in my mind. I said, God, I want my, I want my kids to, to, to know what the, our elders had. I don't want it just to be a pastime story. I don't want it to be a bedtime story. But I said, God, I want my kids to know the old paths. Hallelujah, I want them to know about this book. I want them to know what's in this book. I want them to know what it takes to be saved tonight. Hallelujah, church, I'm telling you, this, and like I said, I, this is not part of my message. We're fixing to change, the, the, try to change the order of this tonight, pull minds back together. But I'm telling you, we need to get stirred up about the book. Well, praise God. I said, we need to get stirred up about the book. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Search the scriptures for in them you think you have life. And these are they. I said, and these are they. Hallelujah. Which tell us of all those things. My, my, what we need to know about this book. Our finite minds cannot even comprehend all that's in this book. Hallelujah. You read scriptures over and over and over and over and over. And every time you read them, you'll find something different. Every time you read them, you'll find something more that God's got in the word of the Lord. How Just a plain, simple statement, and it'll strike you different every time you read it. Hallelujah, this book is important tonight. Thank God for the book. Everybody say, thank God for the book. 
Lord bless you tonight. If you would stand to your feet tonight with me for the reading of the Word of God, Matthew chapter number 5. Reading a very familiar scripture setting tonight. Thank you for your attentiveness. Thank you for your help. Thank you for everything you have done while we have been here. And um, <clears throat> hallelujah, I tell you, without you, nothing, nothing would be done without you. Hallelujah. I told you the other night what a sad place it would be if we didn't have nothing but preachers in the church. Hallelujah. Thank God for saints that make up the church. Thank God for saints that come and be faithful to the house of God. Say, preach to me, preacher. Feed me, preacher. Hallelujah. Give me the book, preacher. Hallelujah. I tell you, the book is so important tonight. Matthew chapter 5, reading a very, very familiar scripture tonight. Just reading one verse of scripture and launching off into the uh, whatever God has for us tonight. We'll see. Verse number 6. Everybody, if you would, say, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness. For they shall, everybody say, they shall, be filled. Hallelujah. Lord bless you. You can be seated for just a little while tonight. Pray that you will be continuously with us in prayer. They just uh, changing things up just a little bit tonight. But uh, thinking about this, I come over here this afternoon, was praying and talking to God. And I just, I have so enjoyed praying in this building, praying in this church. I just, I can walk in here and uh, I'll just be honest with you tonight, church. I told some last night, I said, you can't, uh, you can't have the move of God that we've had in this place in the last few nights, in the last couple of weeks. Uh, you don't have this everywhere as we go. And uh, some people don't want what we had around here last night. Some people don't want what we had around here Sunday morning, what we had Sunday night. But I'm telling you, I have so enjoyed the presence of God. I have so enjoyed being able to uh, feel liberty to, to minister in the Holy Ghost. I'm just going to tell you tonight, I've had some places, and I don't say it pinning roses on me. I don't mean it that way or no bragging spirit or nothing like that. Uh, but there's been places I go that people tell me, they said, we don't want you using the gifts of the Spirit around here. And uh, they said, just kind of hold on to that. If that's what you do, hang on to it. We don't want it around here. But I believe in the gifts of the Spirit. God put them in the, in the church, and he never took them out. So I, I have thoroughly enjoyed what we have had immensely around here and I come over here this afternoon just walked in the door and just me and God by myself and started praying and felt such a peace and such a sweet presence of God just seemed like just lingering even from last night's service felt it yesterday lingering from Sunday morning and Sunday night and I I began to pray and began to talk to God and I I just said God I'm not going to spend a lot of time using a lot of words today I, I'm going to pray what I can but God I want to listen to the voice of the Lord I want you to talk to me I want you to speak to me I want you to, to give me the words that we need to hear tonight in the house of God and God began to deal with me about this scripture blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness for they shall be filled hallelujah as I looked at that thought about that God spoke to my spirit he said I will never leave nobody half full he said I'll never leave nobody wanting or lacking anything 
if they'll just get hungry. Hallelujah. If they'll just desire a move of my spirit more than they desire the life that they're living right now. Hallelujah. I'll never leave nobody in the same position. Hallelujah. That they're in right now. The present state that they're in right now. If they'll just only become hungry and become thirsty. Hallelujah. For my righteousness and for the things that I and only I can provide for them. All blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness for they shall be filled hallelujah Lord bless you tonight I have never seen anybody turned away without the Holy Ghost if they really desired the Holy Ghost and I want that to sink in I said if they really Desire the Holy Ghost. I'm like Brother Moore. I'm not interested in this fake junk. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not interested in the charismatics way of getting the Holy Ghost. Uh, you see my tie, I tie my tie, you tie my tie, we tie my tie, we all tie my tie. That ain't getting, that ain't talking in tongues. Buying Hondas and selling Yamahas and Suzukis and Kawasaki's and trading this and trading that. That's not talking in tongues either. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you something. God don't need nobody. Hallelujah. To teach you how to talk in tongues. You can't be taught how to talk in tongues. Hallelujah. By nobody but God. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you. But God said, blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness. For they shall be filled. Hallelujah, I'm telling you, God will fill them up. But you know what it takes in order for God to fill them up? Hallelujah, they are, but Brother Tanner, I've seen people uh, that sought God for 20 years and they get the Holy Ghost, they didn't get hungry. Pardon me. I said they didn't get hungry enough to get the Holy Ghost. God never left nobody in that position. If they were really hungry, there was a man out in um, Roswell, New Mexico. Years and years ago, his name was Brother Richardson. And he was a friend of my pastor's. And I'm going to tell you right now, my pastor, he was one of them old timers. He was 76 or 78 when he died. And that's been several, quite a few years ago now since he died. And that, that, that man, now, Brother Moore, I'm just going to be honest with you. That man looked at me and told me to pack my bags. God was coming for me tonight. At midnight, I'd be sitting outside my suitcase waiting. Hallelujah. That's just how powerful a man he was. But this man, Brother Richardson, was real good friends with my pastor. And, um, man, they, they, my pastor would go out there and they'd go fishing together. And, and he... he Sat under my pastor uh, when he was he started the church in Roswell, New Mexico, and he he sat under him there. And then Brother Ray just decided it was time for him to go on. And he went back to Oklahoma City and started another church. And that's just how it was. He evangelized. He start churches and he'd put somebody in it and he'd go on. He evangelized and start churches and put somebody in it and go on. And and this this man was used to Brother Ray. And he he thought the world and all of this man, but he he come in and he repented his sins but he was lost 
He was baptized in Jesus' name, but he was lost. He didn't have the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, just, I'm going somewhere. Just, just bear with me for a few minutes. I'm trying to build a little foundation here for us to shoot this rocket off of. Hallelujah. He went that way for years and years and years. 20 years went by. And Brother Richardson, every revival, Brother Moore, he would ride that altar praying and crying and talking to God and, and, and all these things. But he never really got desperately hungry. And he went all them years without the Holy Ghost. And he went to the doctor and was diagnosed with cancer. Doctors told him he was dying. And when the doctors told him he was dying, he went home. The first person he called was Brother Ray, Brother Eddie Ray in Oklahoma City. He said, Elder, he said, you told me that if I ever needed you, he'd call you and you'd come. And Brother Ray at this time had already, he was probably uh, somewhere 72, 71, 72, 73 years old, something of that nature. And he said, Brother Richardson, he said, I, I just don't get out as much as I used to. He said, but Brother Ray, he said, you don't understand. He said, I've been diagnosed with cancer and I've only got a short time to live. And he said, I ain't got the Holy Ghost and I'm lost. And you told me that you was my friend and that you would come to my, my, my aid if I needed you. And he said, Brother Ray, if I ever needed you, before I need you now. Brother Ray said, I'll be there in the morning. He got up, packed his clothes, got his car ready, got in it, drove to Roswell, New Mexico, went in that man's house and started praying with him, prayed with him till noon, and nothing happened. Nothing. Brother Ray looked at me, he said, Brother Richardson, I've got to go to the motel. And I've got to lay down for just a little while and I've got to get a little bit of a rest and a little bit of a nap. He said, I'm not as young as I used to be and I can't push this body. I've got to get just a little bit of rest. He said, I'll come back about 2.30, 3 o'clock and we'll pray with you some more. He said, when I come back, I believe God's going to feed you with the Holy Ghost. He went to the motel, rested for a while, got back. He, he, he sat down and began to talk to Brother Richardson. When he first got back to his house, he said, now let me talk to you for just a minute. He said, he, you know, he said, the Holy Ghost, he said, if you really want the Holy Ghost, God will give you the Holy Ghost. He said, he, he began to talk to him about a hunger and a desire and a thirst. And he had, he had heard Brother Ray preach all this all them years, brother. He, he had heard so many stories about what God had done, but he never really got hungry. He was getting caught up in the stories. He was getting caught up, hallelujah, maybe in the spirit of things and just wasn't really uh, understanding how he needed to have a desire uh, for a move of God and for an outpouring of the Holy Ghost. Uh, hallelujah. But Brother Ray began to talk to him. Uh, he talked to him about five minutes. Uh, he said, now let's pray. Uh, they began to pray uh, in less than 15 minutes. Uh, Jimmy Richardson prayed through the baptism of the Holy Ghost uh, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. Uh, he come up out of that floor uh, right out in the middle of the street and started running up and down the street. Hallelujah, talking in tongues and praising and magnifying God. Oh, when I said that, to say this, God said, blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Well, bless you tonight. But you have got to get tired of the place you're at. You have got to get tired of the things that's taking place in your life. And you got to desire God. 
more than you desire anything else in your life. Hey, God, I got to, I, I can't be saved like this. Man, I'm going to tell you, when, when God filled me with the Holy Ghost, uh, you're going to hear my testimony and I tell it everywhere I go. When God filled me with the Holy Ghost when I was 21 years old, I was smoking three packs of cigarettes a day. I was dipping two cans of skull a day. I was drinking hard liquor. I'm not talking about that wet, watered-down beer junk. I was drinking wild turkey and Scotty and... I, Hallelujah, Jim Beam and all them others. Hallelujah, I was drinking the hard stuff. Uh, at an early age, that's where I was at. But I'll never forget the night I walked in the house of God. And I said, God, I can't go to heaven this way. I can't be saved doing the things that I'm doing. I cannot be saved living the life that I'm living. And I stood to my feet and threw my hands in the air. And I said, God, I got to have you tonight. I got to be filled up tonight. And God filled me. Hallelujah. Now I'm fixing to drop a bombshell on your lap. Hallelujah. I don't believe. Hallelujah. We got to let people come and sit on our church pews. Hallelujah. Sucking their cigarettes and drinking their liquor and just let them sit there and feel comfortable. Woo, I'm getting some looks now. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you right now, when God filled me with the Holy Ghost, that all left. But I had to come clean with God. I had to get hungry. I had to get thirsty. Woo. My Lord, I'm kicking against the stump. Hallelujah. I'll dig it up in a minute. Oh, hallelujah. I'm telling you, I... Maybe I was born out of my time. I don't know. Hallelujah. I told him. I told you the other day, I'm only 48. Hallelujah. But I believe what a 90-year-old preacher preaches or used to preach. Let me put it that way. Hallelujah. I don't believe this new way of living for God. Hallelujah. Let them sit here and pat them on the back and tell them how good they're doing. Hogwash on that. Honey, I'm telling you, you get hungry for God. You ain't got to carry around. Don't let me forget where I'm at. I'm going to come back and add something to that in just a minute. I ain't got wrote down. Characteristics of God of Christ is should be a believer's. Compassion is that drawing and agitation of the innermost parts at the sight of any distressed or miserable object. It causes revolting action in the innermost being to bring deliverance from such unlawful and inhumane misery and suffering. Hallelujah. You know what compassion is? Hallelujah. If it's ought to be the characteristics of God and of Christ and of us, the believers, hallelujah, if that ought to be our characteristic, I'm telling you, when we walk in the house of God, hallelujah, we ought 
ought to see those that are around us uh, that don't have the power of God in their life, uh, that don't have the Holy Ghost, uh, that don't have the things uh, that they need to get God to move for them. Uh, it ought to move us so deep down uh, on the inside of us. Uh, oh, hallelujah. Uh, until we want to create that atmosphere uh, and we want to create uh, that hunger and that desire uh, that God will come down uh, and move for them uh, and it'll make them want what we got. Maybe that compassion part didn't excite you. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah, I'm putting everything I got into this tonight. Hallelujah. I want to see somebody delivered before we leave here. I want to see somebody rejoicing. Hallelujah. The liberty of the Holy Ghost before we leave here tonight. I want to see somebody experience freedom in God before we leave here tonight. But he said, I have compassion on the multitude because they have now been with me three days and have nothing to eat. And if I send them away, fasting to their own houses, they'll faint by the wayside. For divers of them came from far. And the divers of them came from a long ways off. They came. They ain't got nothing to eat. Oh, it just... It all, oh Lord, it bothers me to no end to see people come in the house of God. Brother Moore, I've been, I have went home after church many, many times and lay on my bed and cry myself to sleep. Hallelujah, because I was reaching for somebody in the spirit. Hallelujah, and they just stood there and looked at me. I've wept and I've cried bitter tears and said, God, what else could I have done? Lord, did I not say enough? God, did I say too much? God, did I not pull hard enough? God, did I pull too hard? Hey, God, what happened? Why could they not feel my burden? Why could they not feel my desire to see them liberated by God? Bothers me to see saints go home bound up the same way they come in the house of God. Hallelujah. You young girls around this altar last night praying, I want to encourage you. Don't stop. This is the greatest life you could ever live. Thank you, church. Now, I ain't trying to run nobody off, but if you ain't got no joy in the Holy Ghost, you may as well get up and go home. Hallelujah. We don't need no wet blankets hanging around the fire tonight. Hallelujah. Wet blankets smolder and smoke. Hallelujah. And I'm going to tell you right now, I was, I was born in a fire, and I can't be satisfied in the smoke. Hallelujah. Smoke burns my eyes and my nose. Smoke burns my throat. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, I, I, my Lord, I, somebody needs to get a desire. Somebody needs to get a hunger. Somebody needs to realize, hey, there's something better than what I got. Man, I sure would like to feel like that preacher feels. You can before you leave here tonight if you just get some fire about you. 
Hallelujah. Woo. Quit talking to that half backslid person. How do you start talking to somebody that's going to fire? My God, come on, God can do it. Hallelujah. I can't stand being around folks that's negative. It, it, it just irritates me. Hallelujah. Negativism just bothers me. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, I ain't got a negative God. I got a positive God. Everything he said in the word of God is positive. I'm not talking about the power of positive thinking. That Zig Ziglar and some of them guys are talking about. I'm talking about a reality in God. He said, blessed are they that do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. That's positive. Acts 1 and 8 said, but you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. That's positive. Hallelujah. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Hallelujah. What is that? Matthew 6, 33, I believe it is. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all of these things shall be added unto you. That's positive. Hallelujah. My, my, my. I don't know if I'll get through this tonight or not. Hallelujah. I'm trying. He said they'd come from afar. And if I send them home, they'll faint by the wayside. And his disciples answered him, from whence can a man satisfy these men with bread here in the wilderness? How in the world can we satisfy them, God? Hallelujah. Mm. Brother Moore, you ever ask yourself or ask God, God, what can I do? How can I satisfy them? But you know what Jesus said? These things that you see me do, you should do also, and even greater. I'm looking for the greater. Hell yes, I'm looking for the greater. Hell, you know the only thing greater that we can do that Jesus did not do. Hallelujah, just lay hands on somebody and they receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Wow. Hallelujah, Jesus, he never laid hands on nobody. He just spoke the words. Oh, but he said we'd lay hands on them. Hallelujah, and they'd receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I'm looking for it. Hey, I'm telling you, we got the power in Jesus' name. Lord bless you tonight. Hallelujah. Ah, Lord, this feels good. Hallelujah. He said, just, he said, what have you got? He asked them, how many loaves have you? And they said, seven. We got seven loaves. And he commanded the people to sit down on the ground. And he took the seven loaves and gave thanks and break. And he gave to the disciples to set before them and they did set them before the people they had a few small fishes and he blessed and commanded to set them also before them but you know what got a hold of me it just makes me want to jump this this pulpit hallelujah the very next verse hallelujah said and so they did eat 
Hallelujah. I'm telling somebody here tonight, my God's got everything you ever desired. Hallelujah. This life in God, oh, I'm telling you, it can far surpass. Just like Elder Moore said yesterday, last night, tonight, whenever it was, I'm telling you, you can't find this in crack cocaine. You can't find this in meth. You can't find this in crystal. You can't find this, hallelujah, in marijuana. You can't find it in Jim Beam and Scotty. I'm telling you, God has got everything you ever desired. Yeah, I know I got some agnostics tonight. Hallelujah. If they can't get excited about what I'm preaching, they couldn't get excited about nothing. Hallelujah. This is the most exciting message there is to preach. Hallelujah. This is the most exciting thing happened since the birth of Christ. Woo. Hallelujah. Only thing I know better than this is when he come back after us. It said, come on, go with me. You won't ever have to worry again. I'm going to fill you up forever. So they did eat. They did eat. Everybody say they did eat. And were filled. He's I ain't sending them home hungry. I'm not sending them home lacking. I'm gonna give them everything they want. Hallelujah. He said so. They did eat and were filled. Hallelujah. And you know what that means for me and you? Hallelujah. Look at that last clause. Hallelujah. And they took up of the broken meat that was left seven baskets. And they had they that had eaten were about 4,000 and he sent them away. Hallelujah. What are you saying, Brother Tanner? I'm telling you, there were some hungry people there. And he said they eat. They were filled. And I still got plenty more. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, it don't matter if everybody in the world gets a Holy Ghost. He'll never run out of a supply. He still got it. He still wants to give it out. Somebody come to the music. But we got to get hungry. I have preached tonight till I'm give out. Don't happen very often. But I'm tired tonight. And if God just anoint me just a little bit, I'd preach another hour. But I feel it changing. I feel the Spirit of God moving on that hungry soul. I feel God saying, I want to fill you up. I'm going to tell you right now, you won't find in a bar what I'm talking about tonight. I done been there. 
I know from experience. You ain't going to find this I want to be careful what I'm saying tonight. But I hope I can say it this way and not offend anybody. You're not going to find this in an illicit relationship. I don't know why I keep feeling that, but I feel it. Sir, I'm going to tell you what I'm talking about tonight. I don't care how blonde her hair is or how blue her eyes are. I don't care how pretty she is. I feel it in the Holy Ghost. God's talking to somebody. I don't care. Her eyes are so blue till they look like pools of water you could fall off in and drown. You won't find this in that. Yeah, I know what I'm talking about. I feel it. It's here. I done zeroed in on it. Ma'am, I'm going to tell you right now, I don't care how big and husky he is. You can sit down. I don't care how muscular of a physique he's got. He can't give you what I'm talking about tonight. Sir, ma'am, I'm telling you right now, I don't care how much money you got in the bank. That money won't buy you what I'm talking about tonight. The only thing that'll get you what I'm talking about tonight is an old-fashioned hunger. God's talking on somebody's level. God's pulling on somebody's heart. God done threw the bait and set the hook. Saying this is it. You can search high and low. Far and near. But you'll never find what I'm talking about. Till you try Jesus. And when you try Jesus. And you're really hungry. <laughs> You'll wake up in the morning, we're walking in a new world. God, I never knew it could be this way. Man, I can lay down at nighttime and I got peace of mind. I don't know if anybody, I don't know if I told it or not, but five weeks ago, wasn't it five weeks ago? Six, five, six weeks ago. It's coming this past Monday. Six weeks this past yesterday. I couldn't have preached this way, brother, brother Moore. The artery in the right side of my heart was 80% blocked. 
They had to balloon it three times to get it open. They stuck a stent in it. I woke up pawing like a bull. Oh, God, let me get back in the pulpit. Oh, God, I feel better than I felt in 15 years. I, whoo, hallelujah. First thing I asked the doctor, I said, how long I got to wait till I get back in the pulpit preaching? You can probably go back to preach Wednesday night. I said, you don't understand. I ain't Baptist. And I said, I ain't Methodist either. I said, man, I said, I strain when I'm preaching. I put everything I got into it. He said, might want to wait till Sunday. My God, I feel good. I feel good. Hallelujah. But you know what? I lay there on that, that gurney Monday morning. Didn't know what I was facing. Didn't know what was going to happen. Hallelujah. And I lay there with my eyes closed. And I said, God, I said, you know what? I'd really like to stay here with Mom and Alan, Elena, and Tanner. My grandbaby's name is Tanner. Hallelujah. And I said, I'd really like to stay here with them a little bit longer. I said, but God, I really don't know what the next few hours hold. I said, but God, if you so choose to come get me in the next 30 minutes or an hour, I'm ready. Just come on and get me, Jesus. Hallelujah. I said, because this life is getting pretty wearisome. Hallelujah. I said, but God, hallelujah, I know where I'm going. Hallelujah. If I leave this walk of life, I know where I'm going. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst at the righteousness, for they shall be filled. Hallelujah. You got something to sing? You ready to sing? Come on. Whoever gonna help her, come on. Hallelujah, I'm in a hurry now. Woo! I feel the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. We ain't gotta back up and put. Hallelujah. We done run a touchdown. Hallelujah. I'm waiting on somebody to decide how hungry they are. I'm waiting on somebody to decide how thirsty they really are. Hey, God said it fill you up. Go ahead, sis. Blessings all the way. Blame my promise today. Blame my promise, God has promised to be. I 
Jesus. Receive it. I'm going to tell you, some of you holding back on God right now. Hallelujah. Some of you. Hallelujah. You're looking and saying, God, I just really don't know. But I'm going to tell you something. You'll never get away from it. Hallelujah. You know what this preacher's preaching about tonight. Hallelujah. You can run all you want to run. You can try to get away all you want to try to get away. But you'll never get away. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness. Why don't somebody else step out? Why don't somebody else step out? Hey, God, I'm hungry. I got to have a change right now. I got to have a change tonight. I'm not satisfied. I'm not satisfied. I got to have some more.